Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am very excited to bring to you Sarah Mahoon today. We are diving into a couple different areas with Zara and I want to welcome her and she is an author of 12 books. She is a master at the mindset and law of attraction and also manifesting expert. She is the author of 12 books. You guys, I, I might say that a few times because as the author of nine books, I am amazed <laughs> and she is just brilliant and has a program around the law of attraction, but also has really started by transforming her own life back in 2006 and really taking hold and responsibility for her self-worth. She went from being massively in debt to owning multiple properties and creating a thriving business as well as healing her relationships. Zara believes that all things are possible and if you can just start where you are and create a better future once you have a better understanding of how the basic law of attraction works. She's committed to making it easy for you to understand to apply the law of attraction. Zara, welcome. We love the law of attraction here. (laughs) I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, thank you. And so tell us how how you, 2006, that's a while back, you were massively in debt and turned your life around. Tell us a little bit about how you discovered the law of attraction and how you got pointed in that direction and how that supported your process. I think I was familiar with law of attraction. It's just that it wasn't being called law of attraction. Deepak Chopra, they never called it the law of attraction. But Louise Hay, people like that, I was listening to for many, many years. um, Law of attraction, the term really came into the forefront when the secret movie was launched. Yes, yes. And this whole body of work that applies basically to positive thinking Mm -hmm. started being called uh, law of attraction. So it's a it's a lifelong journey, but I really got it around that time. It came together for me, started making sense for me. And that happened because of Abraham Hicks. Mm. Started listening to Abraham Hicks. All the pieces came together for me and I was able to then make sense of it. I proceeded to make a lot of mistakes. Because I was experimenting with it. And then uh, finally, finally, I found my own balance. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Everyone has their own balance. That's what I've discovered from coaching and mentoring and helping a lot of people is that no two people do it the same way. Everyone Mm -hmm. has their own journey. Yes, yes. That's an interesting statement because I often will tell people, If you read one, two, three, five, ten books, you're going to find that we all are connected to the same source of information and intelligence, and we're all saying it our our unique way in our vernacular with with the sprinkle of our experience. And, you know, having written 12 yourself, you, you probably feel that 
that truth in the center, especially Abraham, I completely agree. Abraham really blew the lid off for me. Like I, I came to know things. I didn't know that I already knew in, in to say it that way. And, but as I continued to read more personal and professional development books, I saw those commonalities. I, I heard the, the, the core of it. And so, um, what, what, so when, along your journey did you start writing it happened when I needed an outlet so I needed to talk to someone about what was going on in my head and at that time having a website was new to me mm-hmm. I just started a blog and started mm-hmm. writing my experiences and from there what happened is one day I was explaining to a friend uh, what law of attraction was and as mm-hmm. I explained it to him, um, it became a very interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. I took that discussion and I said, I must write this down. I, I have to put this on my blog. So I started mm-hmm. writing my blog and it just became too long to be a blog post. Yes. yes. And then it just, I carried on from there, completed that. And that became the free downloadable book on my website. Which yes. is called Why Me? Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? Oh, juicy. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so I put, so that was my first little book. It's, it's not a very big book, but it captures um, a lot of the basic stuff that if you get it, then you turn that corner and you start really working with the law of attraction. Totally. And that's how it happened. So that was my first book. And then I just went from there. Yes. Yes. Um, I have to ask a few questions. What that's your first book. What is your best selling book? Unlimited. Unlimited. What is your favorite book? Thrive. Thrive. What is your last book, your latest book? I care, but not that much. <laughs> These are great. I love it. I, I love it. I can't wait to like start sorting through all of them. And I'm kind of cutting to the chase, but where can people find your books? They're all on Amazon. And do you have a website yeah, still? Yeah. Is your uh, blog still on there or is that pretty no. out there? It's still on there. Yes. Awesome. I still write my blog. Yeah. So I do want to talk about the law of attraction, but we have, I am a publisher. I work with a lot of aspiring authors. We have a lot of aspiring authors who listen in and what sort of writing guidance would you love to provide in this moment? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Tap into your guidance and allow it to write for you. Yes. Yes. So because I I don't think my books, I flow my books. Yes. Yes. And I it's a lot less work. Yes. And a lot more fun. Yes. Okay, that is like literally the perfect answer. And um I wonder how many I asked this question knowing it's kind of a it's a anyways, not prefacing it, but how many hours do you write a day or a week or a month? Because I, I know that might be very varying. I, I vary a lot, but I'm interested. In... I write when I feel inspired. Yes. yes. So I don't have a regimen. I don't have a routine. Yes. When, when I am in the zone, 
I don't want to sleep. I don't want to eat. I don't want yeah. to see anyone. Yeah. And I just write. Yes. yes. So I will just spend the whole day writing, basically. I yeah. will spend three or four days writing. Yeah. And generally speaking, at the end of the week, I'll come out of my room with the book completed. Yes. hundred percent. I'm grateful that you answered that way. I didn't know how you would answer, but I think that a lot of people aren't so tapped into their, they have it, they get hits of it, but maybe they don't provide that much space or stillness or silence to then channel. Cause you, what you're saying is I don't necessarily write. I channel through the form of writing. Right. And yeah. And I hear that very clearly. And uh, we have a lot of people who have a book in them, but won't sit. To Everyone does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I so appreciate that because I often will tell people you can do more writing in three hours than in three yes. days if you are tapped in. And so I just really appreciate that because I have written a book in, in a week and in, in 10 days as well. And it's like, because you let it, you let it, it writes you, you don't write it. <laughs> exactly. Perfect words. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So my advice is get lined up and mm-hmm. then do the writing. The The most important thing is to start writing when you're inspired, when the idea comes. Start then. Yeah. Because that's when the juices are running, the yes. thoughts are coming, it, the door, that door uh, is open for you to receive more. And so that's what I do. And, and sometimes it fizzles out and, and I just put it away and I wait for the inspiration to come to me again. And then I pick it up again and go with it. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. You just have to go with it rather than try to force it. Yeah. If you try to force it, it's very difficult. I, yes. I cannot do it. I yeah. have to allow it to come. Yeah, I completely agree. And so I'd love to talk about the answer you just you said something you said you have to get lined up how do we do that Sarah how do we do that well see here's the thing um we're always lined up somewhere but not always where we ought to be not always at a place that is good for us but we're always lined up with something you're either lined up with fear or despair or anger And you could be lined up with joy or hope or love or satisfaction. We're always lined up somewhere. But when we say line up, we mean go up to the very best feeling place that you can feel from where you are. And for those of us who aren't so practiced at that or skilled at that, and maybe we want to be there, right? Like I, in the law of attraction series that I have on the podcast, I talk about we're better at that wanting than having. Mm-hmm. So we might want to be lined up with a better feeling. We might want to be lined up with our book and we can't seem to get there from here. We can't seem to reach that good feeling place. And so is there any, do you have any go-to strategies or do you coach people? Do you have a particular book of yours that you would recommend someone who in this conversation, who's in this place? Both Unlimited and Thrive. Beautiful. The reason unlimited is important is because it gives you a habit. 
It trains you into a habit of positive thinking. The reason I recommend Thrive is because it gives you a very deep understanding of how law of attraction works. Yes. And, and it's a diag it's Thrive is different because it's an illustrated book of law of attraction. So oh, cool. is, there are 42 diagrams that explain how law of attraction works, how cause mm. and effect in law of attraction works. Yes. Because you know. Pictures, at least to me, pictures make so much more sense than yeah. reading it. Yeah. So those that's why I recommend those two books. But here's the thing. I realized that the easiest way for me to get aligned is to stop thinking. And what I mean, we can't stop thinking. Can mm -hmm. we? What I mean when I say stop thinking, stop thinking about your life. Mm -hmm. It's when you are thinking about your life that you get tangled in the bushes. Yes. If you stop thinking about your life and you think about other things like trees. Yes. Yes. We, and, we will talk about the trees. <laughs> and, and things like that. When you think about nature or you stick something in your ears, um, you know, like a, an audio book, a motivating book, Dr. Wayne mm -hmm. Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Esther Hicks, I don't care, pick up one. Mm -hmm. They're all brilliant and mm -hmm. stick them in your ears and listen to them instead of phasing out while they're talking in the background. Mm -hmm. Listen to them. And if you did that, if you just stop thinking about your life, automatically the universe will take over and fix everything. Mm. And then you come back to your life and it's all worked fixed. out. Yeah. It's all done. Yeah. Beautiful. I really love that. And um, I second that <laughs> you're right on track. Not that you need confirmation or affirmation, but um, it's just really, I really enjoy the law of attraction conversation. I mean, I, it is a, to me, to jam out on a topic like this. I, it's why I love the podcast. It's why I love the work that I do because I'm not necessarily talking about my life right now. I'm zoned out to talk about a concept and alignment and even listening to something like this, right? Or, or having these empowering conversations. And I think that's really important to bring up for people on a day-to-day -day basis. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, what are you thinking about? And what are you talking about? Because a lot of us are reporting we're reporting on what's, what's so, um, I forget how Abraham Hicks says it, but like, you know, get like, uh, fixing, sorting, sorting out everything, right. We don't need to do that because it is being sorted for us. If we would just occupy ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned talking to the trees a little earlier. Uh, we were talking about that before we hit record. Uh, tell us about your tree talking to the trees experiences. <laughs> they are my best friends. My yes. best friends are trees. Yes. Um, when I was uh, going way back to 2006 again, I was very alone and had no one to talk to and no one to really share what was going on inside me. Trees were my best friends. I talked to my trees and uh, I asked them for help. I asked them for their love. I sent them love. And after a while, I just started getting this rhythm you know, going. And even now when I take my dog out for a walk in the morning, I talk to all the trees on my street and, you know, along our walk, I just say hello to all the trees. Mm. Trees have most beautiful energy. Let me explain. Any organism, human, animal that is equipped with intellect, 
humans being at the top of the chain but as mm-hmm. you go down the chain it's animals and then plants mm-hmm. anyone who has intellect their intellect gets in the way of their connection with source mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. thoughts get in the way of our connection with source we humans do the most amount of thinking out mm-hmm. of all things in the universe yeah. on planet earth yeah well trees don't think like yeah. that trees always because they don't have any intellectual thoughts that get in the way of their connection with source mm. they are always purely connected with source mm. and exuding that love that source has for all of us mm. because nothing's getting in the way yes yes and so that is why this is the one reason why we all try to escape the city and go and refresh ourselves and mm-hmm. courage in the wilderness mm-hmm. this is why we go to retreats because we leave the busy vibration and sensation of being in the city behind because mm-hmm. all everybody's thoughts every person who is in my household their thoughts are vibrating in this house yes yes you want to get away from it all And yeah. that's why we gravitate towards nature because nature's vibration is pure. There is uh-huh. no worry intermingled with it. Uh-huh. Even if you go and visit with your best friend uh-huh. who always makes you feel better, uh-huh. that it's not the same vibration as going and hugging a tree. Yes. 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 So this is why nature I love trees, I love water, I love rocks, I love them because they love me back. Mm-hmm. They love me back tenfold mm-hmm. because their love is so pure because it's not mixed up with any other energy. Mm-hmm. You see here's the thing. Your vibration with someone or even a uh, an animal has history. Mhm. if mm-hmm. it's your child you know they were they exhibited uh, temper tantrums if it's your dog there there were times when you had to clean up after it or mm-hmm. take it to the vet and whatever we have history right well guess what i have no history except the history of love with the tree that's outside my window mhm and so that vibration that communication is so pure Mm-hmm. that is why it's so refreshing mm-hmm. you know this is why we feel refreshed when we take a bath or we take a shower or we go for a swim is because we immerse ourselves in water mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's non thinking water does not think against you it does yeah. not think for you it does not yeah. think about you mm-hmm. it does not hold any historical tantrums yeah. fights arguments against yeah. you Yeah. So the vibration you get from being in water is mm-hmm. pure. Nature mm-hmm. is pure because nature has not anything to hold against you. Yeah. It's so I love the truth in what you're saying and I I'm just listening like a poet or like poetry because it's it is so true and 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 anyone who has read talking to the trees at this point because we have a lot of readers who are listeners and listeners who are readers but we talk about the trees we talk about the ocean we talk about the mountains in all those same ways they are just throughout the entire book they're just delivering infinite intelligence and in the most 
gentle, compassionate and loving way, even if it's like a very uh, message, you know what I mean? It, but it's delivering that intelligence. And so I so appreciate the, what you're saying. And you were, you made me think about, um, how do I want to say, I loved the intellect and, and the history part that you added to relationships, right? Because I, th- I think of a certain tree and that I have visited often or talked to often that, that my history is one way. Yeah. Meaning I might have like a certain relationship with it, with it, with a, um, a certain tree or like the water. And I, that made me think of someone who might've had a drowning experience mm-hmm. and, um, how like they might fear the water, but the water does not have that same. It's not, it's a, again, one way direction. Yeah. And so that we can always heal our relationship with nature or experience with nature, because you're so right about that, that divine connection and that very pure, clear, clean, crispy mm-hmm. uh, connection and how much is available to us in that. Absolutely. Yeah. So much, so much love. Yes. Yeah. I have to ask it's because do you have any books around nature bathing, nature connection with uh, earth, anything in that realm? I do not have a book currently, but there's one in the process called The Wisdom of the Trees. Mm, yes, 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 yes. I love That's it. That's going to be out there soon. Very good. Very beautiful. I love it. Oh, it's so good. And um, is there anything on your heart to share? Hmm. Just reach for love. Love is the answer. Dr. Wayne Dyer's beautiful words. I live by those words. Whatever the question, love is the answer. So when you are looking at a situation, if you're looking at a problem or a problem person, ask yourself, am I seeing this through the eyes of love? Am I coming? Is my position one of love? Because only in love are there the best solutions. Only in love is the path smooth. And so just asking that question, am I coming from a place of love? I love that. Listening, I was like applying it to certain things in in life and or circumstances, particularly as you were saying it, what was coming up was like any fear thoughts I could come up with or any circumstances that I'm experiencing fear in. And I said, am I accessing, am I reaching for love? Am I accessing love? And I could see new ways to approach that situation. So it's like very instantaneous Mm -hmm. in how love can, what love makes available for us. You know, you bring up something, something just came up as you said that I'll just very briefly tell you is that what I learned as a result of an experience that I had with my father is that my daughter had gone out with a friend and they were supposed to be back home by 11. She was a teenager at the time. My father was and my mother, they were staying with me. They were visiting me. So at 10 o'clock, my father came downstairs and said, have you heard from her? I said, no. Then he came back another half hour later and said, have you called her? I said, no. Then he came back at 11 and said, is she home now? And I said, no, not yet. They'd gone to a concert. So I said to him, you know, it's going to be, it takes time to get out of a concert. Maybe they yeah. stopped off for something. Yeah. Um, her friend's mother was with them. So I said, you know, I'm really not concerned because there's a grown up with them. The girls are not alone on their own. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, fine. And he went away. And then half an hour later, he came down again. And he said, have you tried again. I said, I did try calling them, but nobody's picking up. 
And so then he said, but you should be worried. Why aren't you? <laughs> yes. I said, well, I'm not worried because there's, you know, my friends with them. Mm-hmm. He went away and then at midnight he came down and he was shouting. He was livid. <sighs> like, what kind of a mother are you? Why uh-huh. are you not worried about yeah. your child? Yeah. And I I pacified him and my daughter was home uh, a, a little bit after that. But what struck me about this incident was that he was equating the amount of my worry with the amount of my love. Yes. Yeah. Which I had learned through my law of attraction journey that the two are not connected. Yes. In fact, if you worry, then in that moment, you're not loving. Yes. Because worry is the opposite of love. I'm so grateful for these little bits of awareness that you're dropping in with us because how many of us do that. And I really love the way that you had that distinction, but you also didn't let your father's demand for a certain behavior or a certain, you know, his fulfill his expectation. Oh, I, I, right. Like I better work. I know a lot of us who, as soon as we get feedback from people, we take their feedback very seriously and we take on fear that is not ours, anxiety that is not ours, concern that is not ours and, and, or reactions that are not ours. Let me offer our audience something when that happens. And I understand that that happens. I used to be someone who would take things people said very seriously Something that I actually learned from Abraham, from Esther Hicks, is to say in those moments, they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Treat them like you would treat a child and say, you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. They're, just, they're not getting it. Yeah. It's okay. They don't understand. So that was my attitude towards my father was he's worrying because he doesn't understand and it's okay. And it's mm-hmm. not my job to change him. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, how many of us, how many times does your mother call you and say, I was worrying about you? What mm-hmm. she's really saying to you is, I care about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many times do people say to someone else, well, I was worried about you because I didn't hear from you. What they're really saying is, I care about you. Well, mm-hmm. then just say, I care about you. <laughs> True. And it's it's really important because I, I completely agree. And for those who may have not taken on the work, right, that is their communication of I care about you. Um, particularly, I remember before I had, had really started the work um, or I was like in the process, but not fully understanding that I used to pick a fight before um, the end of like hanging out with my mom, my family or my sister or a, a, in a relationship is like if I knew we were going to spend a significant amount of time away from each other, I would pick a fight or or a, or a disagreement would occur or it would just be real, or I'd be really sad. And I didn't know that I had sadness. I just had a lot of feelings and it, and it usually manifested as an argument or a disagreement. And I had this one relationship where he, he was really a coach and doing the work too. And he goes, I'm going to miss you too. And I start crying because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna miss you. Right? like I, it was a misidentified emotion. Yes. It was love and, and, and desire and passion it turned into fear, confusion, anger, upset. And so 
yeah, we just don't really have all the awareness around it. So this is a good opportunity to create that awareness. But society teaches us, right? So yeah. if, you, if you care about this goal, then you should be worrying about it. If you yes. want to ace this exam, you should be worrying about it. Yes. We are taught to link the emotion of worry with yes. things that are important to us. And yeah. that connection actually keeps us from achieving the thing that we want to achieve. Yes. So it's turned on its head. Yeah. And, and that's actually something that I feel extremely strongly about. Yes. I teach people is do not connect things that don't need to be connected. Because yeah. once you make that connection, it stays. Yeah. Well, and what, like you're saying, though, now we've consciously understood the connection and we get to shift it. Um, I know you said you have lots, lots of books and lots of ways. What is your favorite way? If you catch yourself worrying, do you have a a go-to behavior or pattern or, or trick of the trade that you do to stop, quote unquote, stop worrying or shift? Literally telling myself to stop. (sighs) Yes. Perfect. It's the best coaching. It's the best coaching. Stop it. Yes. But there is a process that I teach that is a four-step process. So there are four steps to it. You know where you are. Then identify where you want to go with a feeling. You know, like I want to feel this way. Why do we want anything at all that we want? Is because we want to feel better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, aim for the feeling. I clarify Mm -hmm. in your head how you want to feel. Because Mm -hmm. our thoughts are a tool that can help us to generate the feeling that we want to generate. Uh That's why thoughts are so important in this Uh whole law of attraction work and the journey. Uh So now I have step one. Step two is where I'm going energetically. Uh Step three is soothing myself, making myself feel better about where Uh I am. Yes. Saying things like, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. You Uh will figure it out. You Uh know, you've got this. The same kind of things that you would say to a friend if a friend came to you. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then lastly, appreciate, appreciate where you are. What are the things that I can appreciate just now? Mm-hmm. My tree, my kitty cat, my tree, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that's it. That You don't need to do more than that because with that work, you've already shifted your vibration. You're yeah. now feeling better. And yeah. when you're feeling better, then better things can come. Yes. Yes. I, I really love the simplicity and the fluidity of the way you're experiencing explaining it and the word you said you were explaining something earlier and it came through and now it's coming through as grace because as a lifelong athlete I don't have much grace not very I'm much more conditioned to criticism or um, competition or get or or grit and effort and so I make I I can very easily make things a lot harder for myself than they have to be Mm -hmm. and I just really love the grace and compassion with which you're you're guiding us And I think it's important because I bet that a lot of us don't identify that we're being really hard on ourselves. Or even if we, even if we know we are, we still think it's the right way to do it or or good or noble, right? Because it's kind of the way we've linked worry is you have to work hard and it has to be hard. And that means that you're good. And is there anything you'd like to drop in the space about that? Because there's a lot of people with that habit. 
You see, here's the thing. <laughs> Let me put another spin on this. Yeah. I realized when I became passionate about work, which I, I am very passionate about the work that I do, is that when someone outside of myself looks at my life, it seems to them as if I'm working very hard. Mm. What they don't realize is that I'm not working very hard. I'm having fun. People who succeed, succeed because of the passion yes. that makes the work seem like fun. Yes. So when someone who is not in a place of alignment looks at that, person, that person, they, they interpret, interpret that, that as, as hard, hard work. work. Yeah. yeah. And, so and so the message that goes around is, oh, you must work hard in order to be successful. Mm. It's not about hard work. It's about find the passion. Mm-hmm. And when you are passionate about something, it won't be hard work. Yes. So there's this misconception that people who became successful became successful because they worked hard. Yeah. What you don't realize is that that what you consider hard work is their enjoyment. When someone says to me, oh, Zara, let's uh, just go and be idle and sit at the swimming pool today. Mm-hmm. me that's a death sentence <laughs> I don't want to do that that's not my fun yeah. my fun is I would much rather just close the door and write a book yes yes and so but but when I say that to my friends they say well you are working all the time you work too hard no I'm sorry mm-hmm. I do what I think is fun for me laying on the side of a swimming pool all day is not my fun yes Amen. (laughs) I relate very much. (laughs) So thank you for that. And um, yeah, and I think to reiterate is much of the things, if we don't have that awareness or let's say shielding from other people's feedback, we really take on other people's feedback as if it's truth. And then we interpret ourselves based on other people's feedback. Oh, maybe I am working too hard. Maybe I'm a workaholic. Maybe I should stop working when in fact it doesn't feel that if it doesn't feel that way for you. I've had people give me feedback that is genuinely a surprise to me that they think that or that it looks that way. I go, are we looking at the same thing? Right? Because mm-hmm. it's just a totally different experience of the world. And so um we I guess you know, it it feels important to say to the listener is, you know, stay in your interpretation Mm. to stay empowered. That's why I wrote the book. I care, but not that much. Yes. I love it so much. (laughs) It's beautiful. And, and it sounds like we have a lot of reading to do, but I want to thank you for all the writing that you do, all the channeling that you do, because this has been a really brilliant conversation. And um, I look forward to checking out your books and your content. And so um, can, where can we find you? What is your website? Zimahoon.com. Okay. And across all social media, it's also Zimahoon. That's perfect. Thank you so much. I look forward to staying connected. I am so grateful that you joined us for this conversation and to really pour into our listeners. And um, is there any parting words you'd love to leave our listeners with today? Just make a decision that you're going to have a good day every day. It's the decision. When we decide, now other options open up. But as long as you don't make a decision, you can't move forward. It's beautiful. 
Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your unleashed heart. And thank you for unleashing it here with us today. (laughs) And thank you listeners. I hope that you got everything that you needed today. Be sure to head to ZaraMahoon.com. You can also find all of her books on Amazon and on social media. And so be sure you can find all the links in the show notes. But I want to thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.